Hello and welcome to the Legacy of Generosity podcast, developed by the Leave a Legacy Committee of the Minnesota Gift Planning Association. We are a group of fundraising professionals here to grow and learn with you, our listeners. Twice a month, our co-hosts are joined by a special guest to talk about all things related to being a stronger fundraiser and nonprofit leader. A huge thank you to our sponsors, the Minnesota Initiative Foundations, for making this show possible. Now, without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Here are your hosts. Hello, and welcome to a Legacy of Generosity podcast. I'm Scott Nelson, a retired gift planner and current chair of Leave a Legacy Minnesota, a committee of the Minnesota Gift Planning Association, and I'll be hosting today's podcast. We'll be talking with Joe Thiggs um, about the Minnesota Gift Planning Association, of which he serves chair as chair. Uh, Joe, tell us a little about yourself, your uh, professional journey in fundraising and uh, current ventures. Sure. Hi, Scott, and uh, thanks so much for having me on. I want to preface this by saying that this is actually my first time recording a podcast. Oh, <laughs> thank you for, for, for the invitation. Uh, I've done uh, webinars and things like that, but uh, never a podcast before. So uh, my, my goal or hope is that it's not the worst podcast in the history of the world. So we're <laughs> trying to set the bar, bar pretty high there, um, but uh, hopefully we'll, we'll make it through okay. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for the, the question. I'm excited to talk about the Minnesota Gift Planning Association. It's an organization that, of course, is near and dear to my heart. Um, and, and I got into it uh, years and years ago. Uh, Scott, you know, you and I have known each other for many years. I don't know if it's 17 or 18 uh, right. years now uh, since I you know, first joined. And I started off my professional career as an estate planning attorney at Dorothy and Whitney in Minneapolis. And after doing that for several years, had the opportunity to, to join the plan giving team at the University of Minnesota Foundation. And it was really the uh, invitation of uh, Dane Townsend uh, back then uh, to get involved with what was then the uh, Minnesota Plan Giving Council. And we've since uh, changed names to the Minnesota Gift Planning Association. Uh, but, but back then it was MPGC and uh, Dane asked me if I'd be willing to help out on the conference, which uh, I know that the two of us were involved in for uh, a number of years. And I really came to uh, view this organization um, in in a way where um, I was meeting other people who um, who had passion about philanthropy, and I thought that was really fantastic. Um, it was a place to learn, uh, and, and I learned a lot uh, both by participating and and also uh, speaking and uh, and being invited to to be part of different groups and learning from other people. So I I really appreciated that. Um, and so I was at the University of Minnesota for about seven years total uh, between the foundation and the law school, and then uh, was recruited over to Minnesota Public Radio and American Public Media, uh, where I led the plan giving program there and continued involvement with um, with uh, then MPGC and, uh, and then now MGPA. Uh, and while I was at uh, MPR APM, had the opportunity to do some uh, consulting with some nonprofit organizations. Some of that was with an organization called Greater Public that provides uh, marketing and development services for public media organizations across the country, uh, serving as their uh, plan giving advisor. And then also uh, Thompson and Associates, the values-based estate planning firm out of Brentwood, Tennessee, uh, where I, I ended up uh, working with some of their clients as an associate uh, here in Minnesota. And, and that's been really rewarding. And as these consulting opportunities came up, uh, I was able to... Um, uh, entertain more of them, but got to a point where even though I had the blessing of my employer, uh, 
I, I had to turn down some opportunities or couldn't pursue some and start, started giving some thought to whether uh, I would uh, I would want to uh, make a go of doing consulting full time. And uh, in talking with my wife, uh, Lisa, I decided that, yes, I think this is something I'd like to try and talk to my employer and let them know that that was my plan in 2019 uh, to, to make that leap. And so I did. And so since then, I've, I've been working full time in my consulting practice through uh, my firm, Venero Works. Uh, helping organizations with their plan giving and also helping uh, planning clients through Thompson and Associates uh, with values-based estate planning. And all through that time, uh, MGPA has, has been a constant. It, it's been a, a wonderful group of peers, uh, of, of other folks who are, are interested in learning more about plan giving and gift planning. Uh, and I, I really, really love it. I, I, mean, I, I hope I, I, I do, or I hope that's evident, uh, having been involved in it. Um, and uh, now find myself in this in this chair role uh, where we're trying to do uh, many different things to move the organization forward. As uh, as I'm sure you're aware and and uh, other people might guess, uh, membership organizations had a really tough time in pandemic <laughs> when everything shut down. Uh, there were so many um, questions about what would the future of this organization be, and so I think pandemic has had has forced us to to have to. Uh, rethink things and and how uh, do we want to participate in the world going forward? So we're actually in the middle of uh, or toward the end of really a strategic planning process uh, that we that we hope will uh, and, and expect will provide some great direction for us going forward. Um, so we're we're excited about that. Um, and uh, meanwhile, we're continuing to, to provide uh, strong services and, and programming and content uh, for professionals who are interested in gift planning and plan giving. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. You know, we have um, uh, listeners from all over, uh, many of them in greater Minnesota and actually beyond uh, over the pandemic. Uh, our offerings have drawn an audience, you know, in state, well, every state uh, in the country, uh, and we're growing that audience. Um, I would say a fair number of them don't really know what Minnesota Gift Planning Association is about. So let's let's be a little bit granular about it. What uh, what kind of our missions and and goals of our our organization, MPTA? Sure. Well, I, I can uh, let you know the mission of the organization is to maximize philanthropy throughout Minnesota for the public good by providing education and programming that advances the knowledge and value of gift planning. And there's a value proposition that goes along with that. And that value proposition is that through our activities, MGPA strives to advance the professional capabilities, connections, and leadership of our members. Um, so that's on a philosophical level what, what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, but talking about the granularity, uh, we have a number of different things that we do throughout the year. Uh, and uh, one of my favorites is the, are, are the uh, breakfast briefings and, and educational seminars uh, that, that uh, MP. CSA, MPGC, it's been so much involvement with the organization over the years, MGPA uh, puts on throughout the year. Uh, and uh, that's typically um, every other month at least. And, and now that we've had virtual offerings as well as in person, uh, sometimes it's more often than, than every other month. Uh, and, and that might take the form of webinars. But traditionally, and the way I got involved, other than the conference, uh, the main chance for members to gather and learn and get to know each other was through these breakfast uh, briefings and educational seminars. 
uh, that, that would be actually over breakfast at a physical location. Uh, we tried for a, a number of years uh, to try to get the technology to be able to broadcast beyond that, that physical location, uh, sometimes successfully, uh, sometimes not. Um, now that, that we have uh, video conferencing, uh, so ubiquitous uh, through Zoom and, and other mediums, um, uh, media that I think that uh, that's a little bit easier, uh, but uh, we still had COVID to, to contend with. And so it took a while to get back to in-person. Well, now we are back to in-person for a number though. So, so we still have uh, the, the breakfast briefings where we bring in speakers uh, to talk about topics of interest to members and also guests. And then, uh, and then we also do uh, networking events uh, that, that would be just a chance to get to know others in the community who, uh, who are interested in philanthropy uh, writ large and plan giving specifically. Um, and, and then we also have the conference. So the, the conference is an annual gathering of, uh, of the best in the business. It's, it's really a wonderful uh, conference uh, that we uh, take great pride in and viewing it as one of the best in the country. Uh, so uh, many times people will look at the, the lineup for the national conference, the CGP conference, which is excellent as well. Um, I, I like to attend both if I can, uh, but, but it it, for many people, uh, they can maybe only afford one or the, the national conference is a little more expensive. And so uh, they can get much of the same content uh, and quality uh, by attending our local conference here in Minnesota. And, and so that's uh, been really beneficial for a lot of development folks across the state uh, for, I think, what are we on our 47th year now? I believe this is the 47th annual conference. So it's also one of the oldest in the country, which, uh, which is pretty uh, neat, I think. Awesome. And I believe our conference is October 3rd and 4th. So it's coming up in just a few weeks. Yep. It, actually, the, the 4th and the 5th, uh, but, but the 3rd. Uh, but the third is our brisk walk through the basics. So for those people who are um, who are just maybe new to plan giving or want a bit of a refresher, it's a great program. Um, uh, Scott, you and I both have, have presented it over the years at various times, uh, and it's a a day long session or or uh, I think maybe about four or five hours of of content. Uh, just a chance for uh, people to get an introduction, a good grounding in uh, in plan giving concepts, not intended to be uh, the expert level uh, presentations um, for you know getting too deep in the in the weeds on on gift vehicles, but uh, but just a, a chance for uh, people to get a, a good introduction, as it says, a, a brisk walk through the basics. Thanks very much, Joe. You know, I want to emphasize, reemphasize something you mentioned. Uh, you and I both have been doing this for a couple of decades. Uh, professionally and as part of this organization. Uh, and when I attend national conferences or talk with uh, other um, uh, fundraising pros uh, across the country, they really are, uh, they want to make a point, they make a point of saying, oh, you're from Minnesota. Uh, we have, as an association in this state, um, really been uh, and, and continue to be an admired leader um, in uh, gift planning. Um, in, uh, and let's talk just a little bit briefly about what we mean by gift planning. And again, we have an audience members who are not quite sure what we're talking about. So uh, would you care to start that conversation and I'll chime in? Sure. Uh, so I think about it in a couple of different ways. Uh, whether you call it gift planning or planned giving, depending on what perspective you're looking at it uh, from, uh, there's a technical aspect to it, or there can be a technical aspect when you think about it in, in terms of tools and techniques and vehicles. Um, uh, just the term gift planning or plan giving implies uh, 
a gift with some forethought that that you're thinking about. You're not just making the decision off the cuff or or, or on the fly. That it's that it's a gift that you've put some thought into. Um, and another way to think about it is a gift that is made with the assistance of someone other than the donor. So that might be a, a professional advisor, like an estate planning attorney or an accountant or a financial advisor, or it might be a development officer. It might be someone on the development staff who's helping that donor uh, walk through options and, and make a decision about what they really are trying to accomplish and, and, and the best way to accomplish that. I like to think about it a little bit more philosophically as a way to help uh, donors realize what they can do, uh, the difference that they can make in, a world, in the world um, in a way that's much bigger than they ever might have dreamed possible. So that sounds a little bit <laughs> maybe pie in the sky, or uh, but but I I like to think about it in those terms because I've seen it happen where you're talking with a donor and you suggest something to them. They say, oh, I can do that. <laughs> and, and, and so you show them how they can do it. So it's really about uh, addressing their needs, uh, finding ways to take care of their family in, in the way that they want to. Because I think that's, a, that's an important aspect of plan giving too, where uh, many times people look at fundraisers and they think, oh, they're just trying to uh, stick a hand in someone's wallet. Well, that's not the reality. And those of us who, who have worked in development a long time know that we really care about our donors and we want to do uh, what's best for them and, and their family. Um, you know, notwithstanding that, that yes, you know, it, we do want gifts to our organizations. We also uh, want to make sure that donors are, are giving in a way that, that uh, makes the most sense uh, for them and, and, and for their family. And completely understanding that, uh, that as much as they may love our organizations, they probably love their families a lot more. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're trying to structure gifts in a way that, that they can take care of their families in the way they'd like to and leave a gift to their favorite charitable organizations in the community and make the world a better place that way. So that's, uh, that's how I think about plan giving. Scott, how would you, how would you add to that? Or, or what would you say? Well, I think you've done a great job. I, I find um, uh, when I'm talking to uh, uh, people who are new to our profession, fundraisers, or in organizations that are new to the concept of, quite frankly, talking to their donors, they're really used to sending envelopes out and hoping checks come back or selling tickets. And that is their vision. Um, mm -hmm. The work we support, educate, have, uh, you know, a professional conduct rules and, and uh, training about is really working with donors, talking with donors, uh, particularly people who've known and loved your organization or their organization uh, for a long, long time um, uh, about what their interests are, about their kids, their job, their businesses, their land holdings, uh, and what they'd like to see happen um, in the world, uh, not only now while they're living, um, uh, but what happens when they leave this world. Um, and um, you had mentioned it, and I'll just say it again, and it, it, these are very rewarding conversations. Um, uh, again, people are brand new at, to it, uh, it, it can sound frightening. And I got to tell you, these are some pivotal, um, uh, rewarding, they'll never forget it kind of conversations with our donors. These are peak events uh, in their lives. And we get to be there when it happens. So it's it's a privilege to do our work. And it's a, it's a joyful thing uh, for our, the individuals who want to engage in this process. Yep, well said. Thank you. Let's talk a little bit about our members. In many ways, we are, we're a lot of things, but we are um, certainly um, an association of professionals. So let's talk about the kind of people who um, uh, pay membership fee, who uh, um, are interested in our content. Are they new to the profession? Are they 
grizzled old pros? Do they have advanced degrees? Are they folks who are not quite sure what they're getting into? Let's let's talk about that. Right. So I would say it's a mix of all of those, really. Um, and, and, and we need a mix, you know, we, we, we need, uh, we need the people who have the years of experience and also, uh, who are, are new to the profession or, or maybe new to plan giving and, and have that, uh, and have that, uh, newer perspective and energy, uh, sort of the lifeblood of the, of the organization is, is that membership. And, uh, and so, uh, it's important, uh, that, that we're, uh, taking care of people no matter where they are in the continuum of, of experience. Uh, and, and also, uh, I guess the question that, that you asked, at least in my mind, uh, raises something that, that we're focusing on as part of the strategic planning process, which is diversity. Uh, and and uh, in increasing the diversity of the, of the organization, I think you know, sometimes there's a perception of organizations like ours as being um, largely you know, older and male and, and white. And, and I, I think there's, there's something to that criticism, I would say, in, in the development uh, profession, uh, at least in, in a number of places, it may actually skew heavier on the females, <laughs> so, so you have fewer uh, males, and so maybe not the old, older white man uh, uh, would be the, the um, caricature, but, but, it, uh, but uh, there, it's true that, that, uh, that there tends to be a, a wider profession. And, and we're trying to find ways uh, to change that. Um, and it, it's, it, there aren't easy answers necessarily. And so we're grappling with a lot of the same things that, that a lot of other organizations are, are grappling with, but it's important to us to, to increase that diversity. So um, there's an idea committee um, uh, that, that, that's working on, on that. Uh, and we've had some wonderful uh, committee members and, and chairs for that. That's the Inclusivity, Diversity, Equity, and Accessibility uh, Committee. Uh, that's informing the, the work that, that we're doing right now um, and also that, that we'll be doing in the future uh, to, to try to increase diversity in a lot of ways. Um, that, okay, so, so with that as a, as a lens, um, in terms of types of professionals, um, we have largely catered to development officers and development professionals in the past. So people who are doing uh, nonprofit fundraising work. Um, I think where we could do a better job is, is to um, be better known among and have more members from the professional advisor community. Uh, so we've always had some really terrific uh, members and leadership who are in the professional advisory roles. Uh, that's estate planning attorneys, accountants, financial advisors, uh, but it tends to be a pretty small percentage compared with nonprofit uh, development folks. Um, so, so that that's an area I think of of uh, significant growth potential. Uh, I I think one of our uh, one criticism that I have of, of our organization is that we're we're too much of a well kept secret. I would say um, that that those who uh, belong to the organization and and have been uh, part of it and participating in it, uh, understand and realize the value. Uh, but we're not very good about tooting our own horn or, or, um, or I think, uh, marketing. And, and so uh, that's another piece of the strategic plan is, is how do we share our story with, uh, with more people and more, uh, more professionals specifically, uh, as well as nonprofit um, fundraisers uh, to, to let more people experience what those of us who have been members for a long time have experienced and really benefited uh, personally and as a community. Thanks, Joe. You know, I would just emphasize that uh, I, like, like you, um, kind of walked into a, a breakfast meeting, you know, 20, 
five years ago, as I remember. It's a long time ago. I'm much younger. And I would want people to know that it's a really warm and welcoming group. You know, this is not um, stuffy. Um, it's um, very welcoming. People want to know you, want to know all about your mission. Uh, we share, we, those of us in the room, whether they're members of the Minnesota Complaining Association or guests or thinking about becoming a member, uh, you're really welcome. And people are going to want to meet you and know you and uh, be helpful to you. Uh, it's a really, these are great rooms where you can say, I don't know, or tell me more about, or am I doing it right? Those are the kinds of conversations we love to entertain uh, and uh, hear, listen, and, and have some thoughts about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the things that, uh, that we could do a better job about, uh, about uh, promoting is uh, the benefits of the camaraderie of this group are just really phenomenal in, in my view. Um, you know, people would joke uh, years ago that it was the bacon at the <laughs> at the breakfast yeah. that, that kept yeah, everybody maple. coming back because it was it was quite good bacon for for those who, bacon, <laughs> who I, eat yeah. and, and, and like bacon. But um, but it's it's not just the bacon. <laughs> it's uh, it's the people who are there and and uh, I and and the, the people in my colleagues in in our shop. Um, would look forward to those to those days and, and those breakfasts and and uh, not saying oh I got to go to this meeting it's no I get to go to this meeting and I'm I'm super excited to see all these people and friends and and people from other organizations sharing uh, sharing practices so uh, you know you might have a question about uh, about how do you deal with this aspect of the work and, and well this is how we do it in our shop and and just the the, the chance to to share those those practices and knowledge with with other people is is really special and and this is a really great place to do it uh so yeah i, I think that the camaraderie the the relationship building um i've become friends with so many people from mgpa over the years uh who um even if we weren't going to a meeting you know i would still um say hey let's get together or you know i i want to be with them i'm not just stuck in a room with them but they're people like you scott who, <laughs> who i enjoy talking with and and, uh, and and do it voluntarily and would do it outside of of the uh, the professional capacity. Um, and then for many people too, um, th th there's also uh, career advancement opportunities. And uh, it, so it's, it's professional development for people who are at their organizations. They learn more skills, and that uh, those uh, skills accrue uh, inure to the benefit of the, their employers, those organizations. Uh, it, but uh, many times uh, there will be. Uh, people who are who are looking for a change, or you know that they, they think they just need something new in in their career, and and it's a good place for for networking for that too, um, and also for employers when when you're looking for uh, for new um, talent, if you've got an open position, it's one of the best places to find uh, talent for nonprofit development in in the community, in, in my view. Thanks, Joe. I'm going to add a plug for those uh, who may not live in the Twin Cities or for whom driving to a breakfast or a conference might uh, be more than they're willing to bite off. Uh, I mentioned earlier, I'm chair of the Leave Legacy Committee, and it's something we're really proud of, and it is the, the outreach uh, portion of the Gift Planning Association. Uh, we have a brilliant web page with many hundreds of uh, easily find pages of resources for how do I start and what are policies and um, um, uh, how can I uh, help a donor understand it? It's written in sort of three languages, one for professional advisors, which is very much death taxes and regulations uh, for nonprofit organizations, primarily those that are trying to figure out if and how they might start a get planning program, all kinds of resources to help your board understand, to help your boss understand uh, a how to 
where to start, how you know if you're doing it right. And those of you who found this podcast uh, know about our broadcast capacity. We do podcasts twice a month for most months of the year uh, with conversations just like the ones we're having with Joe. And they range from how do I talk to a donor? Uh, what questions might I ask? Uh, to what are the tax implications of a gift that might uh, leave uh, uh, a marvelous legacy for a nonprofit organization and provide an income for a surviving spouse uh, or my children? And uh, what's it going to cost me and what do taxes look like? And finally, um, uh, it has resources for donors also. There are calculators and other aspects that have direct language that you uh, might, quite frankly, steer your donor to or more likely uh, print a few pages and uh, prep so you can talk about, well, here's something I've learned about. And if you'd like to know more, um, you know, tell me about that and I'll call you back when I know more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Scott. Oh yeah, great pleasure. Um, Joe also mentioned a brisk walk to the basics and I thought we might just say a little bit more about that. That's an educational program. It's one day. It's uh, uh, generally taught, um, oh gosh, I think we're going almost eight times a year. Uh, very often for organizations that ask us to come to them. Uh, uh, we also have an online uh, brisk walk resources that are it's affordable. I should know more about the cost, but it's, uh, I don't know, it might be 150 or $200. I quite frankly forget. It, it's a bargain. Um, if you really want to take a brisk walk through what kind of gifts we're talking about, what are the tax implications, uh, how can I have that conversation with a donor, um, and more specifically, um, uh, uh, I remember resources. If they ask a question you're not sure about, then uh, ways to say, you know, that's a great question. Let me learn a little more, talk to someone, and I'll call you right back. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that program, uh, Brisk Walk to the Basics, as, as you'll rec recall, Scott, was itself uh, a planned gift or a bequest right. from uh, an early um, organization member, uh, Bob Evenson, uh, who, who years ago uh, left, uh, actually you know, put together this, this program, this training program for professionals, and, and then left it to, at, at the time, Minnesota Plan Giving Council uh, through, uh, I don't know if it was through his will, I assume it was through his will, I haven't seen the document, uh, but that's my understanding is that uh, that program itself <laughs> was, was a gift to the organization uh, many years ago. It is a proud legacy we're, we're, uh, we're known for, we're admired for, um, and uh, very proud of. Uh, speaking of legacies, uh, we have another program with MGPA, which is the, the Hargroves Mentorship Program. And, and uh, that's named after another um, Minnesota Gift Planning Association member, longtime uh, mentor to many, Gary Hargroves. Uh, and he uh, passed away, sadly, in, in 2016, uh, but uh, his legacy lives on in many ways. And this is one of them uh, through this uh, mentorship program that uh, we named in, in his honor. Uh, and for those who are newer to the profession, uh, you can fill out a, a mentee application. And for those who have been doing it a while or, or are pretty knowledgeable in gift planning and plan giving, uh, they can fill out a mentor application. And then uh, we match those folks. And, uh, and then uh, throughout the year, uh, they have a chance to, to meet and to learn from each other, uh, maybe be introduced to some other people in, in the community or the mentees, uh, get a chance to be introduced to, to others uh, who are practicing practicing in this area and, and uh, learn from them as well. And so with each mentor, uh, mentorship cohort, uh, they meet a couple times a year. Usually there's a kickoff meeting uh, in January, February, around that time frame, uh, and then maybe a social event in the summer, and, and then uh, also meeting up again at the conference for those who are able to, to attend the conference. Uh, so it's, a I would say, about a 10-month-long process uh, for, for the mentorship. 
And uh, we have people who formerly were mentees and now are mentors. So uh, it, it's a it's a circle. And, and that's, that's, I think, another great part of this organization is the sense of service and, and community and, and those who have benefited, like I have, from, uh, from being a member of MGPA, want to give back uh, when we can and, and how we can uh, to, uh, to the organization uh, in, through volunteering and in other ways. Gosh, Joe, thanks. Thanks for being with me and having this conversation. Before we leave, let's talk about how people can uh, learn more about the Minnesota Gift Planning Association, how they can register um, and uh, also find resources. Sure. Uh, well, one of the easiest ways would be to go to the uh, Minnesota Gift Planning Association website, which is mngpa.org. So mngpa.org. Uh, and uh, if you go there, you'll, you'll see drop-down menus uh, about the organization, events, the conference, uh, which is really the flagship event for, uh, for the organization for the year. There's a career center, a directory of members. So if you're looking for uh, someone in, in a certain area, uh, a certain type of, of organization or practice, uh, there's a member directory there. And then other resources like the Hargrove's mentorship program, uh, Leave a Legacy, uh, Minnesota, and the newsletter, there's a newsletter that, that's uh, put out uh, quarterly, and then a, a few other uh, resources and, and links. Uh, and then there's information about the various committees. So um, th that's another thing I would suggest to people who um, maybe want to learn a little bit more about the organization is to get involved with the committee. Uh, yep. That's how I got my start. I don't know about you, Scott. Um, Very much. But, but, but there are several committees, a communications committee, a conference committee, uh, there's a, a finance committee, which is very small and maybe being restructured a bit, um, but, but we're working on that right now. Um, the idea committee that I mentioned earlier, um, and uh, there's the Leave a Legacy and Regional Involvement Committee, Membership Development, Involvement and Ethical Practices Committee, uh, which is uh, in shorthand known as the Membership Committee, and then Program Committee, which, which puts together those uh, several programs uh, throughout the year. Uh, the last one, I believe, is Brisk Walk, which we talked about as well. Right, Best Rock is the one-day training. And these are available for registration and involved, whether you're a member or not. Um, and uh, uh, I would encourage folks to uh, learn more and uh, take a dive. I, I, I think you'll, uh, anyone listening would be, uh, would enjoy an experience, uh, be it a breakfast meeting or the conference, um, um, brisk walk training and or uh, uh, the, the resources Leave a Legacy has to offer you and your organization. Absolutely. I, I would just extend a personal invitation uh, to anyone listening out there if they have questions about MGPA uh, to uh, to ask me, ask Scott, ask ask any of us who have been involved with the organization. Uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing we'd be more than happy to uh, to, to talk about it. Uh, and also to note that we do have a, a pretty substantial discount for the first year of membership. Um, and especially if you're thinking about attending the conference, uh, there's further savings, even if you join as a member with that discounted rate. I think it's $75 for the first year, uh, which, you know, for, for the cost uh, compared with other membership organizations, I really think can't be beat. A huge value uh, for, for that. Um, and, and so uh, but please join. And even at the regular membership level, after you've been involved for a year, we're, we're confident that, that you'll want to come back. And so I think the regular membership uh, uh, dues are 135, uh, which still is, is a pretty good deal compared with uh, membership dues at, at, at other professional organizations. So uh, we're we're here as a community service. Uh, we want to we want to be a good value uh, for our members, and and we work hard to uh, to be a good value. So uh, yes, please uh, 
join us and uh, and, and we look forward to seeing you uh, at some upcoming event, hopefully. Thanks, Joe. And see you Thanks, soon. Scott. It's been a lot of fun. Take care. Thank you for joining the show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you found this episode to be valuable, please share it with a colleague or a friend. We know the best way to grow our reach is through your referrals. Your opinion really does matter. You can also find us on Instagram at A Legacy of Generosity Podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn under Leave a Legacy Minnesota. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you. And until next time.